0: Hello and welcome to the Redeeming Faith Podcast with your hosts Matt, Shannon, and Justin. We have a fun episode for you today. We're going to have a conversation with the newest staff member at Redeemer Church. We're excited to welcome Zach Macy to the podcast and get to know him a little better and what his role at Redeemer Church is. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we've got several episodes out going all the way back to episode one, getting to know the leaders and the staff of Redeemer Church here in Fate in Rockwall County, Texas. And so, Zach, welcome to the show today. Yeah, thanks for having me. How are you doing? Doing well. Great. Shannon, how are you? I'm doing good, Matt. Always a pleasure to be here with you guys. Justin, what's happening?
1: Uh, not much. I'm excited to be here, Matt. That <laughs> 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 was going so good. What was that? I only answered that way because on all the other podcasts, episodes. <laughs> my, my kids hear it and they say, whenever I say, hi, Matt, yeah, it's, it's like super fast. And they're like, why don't you say anything else? I'm like, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's funny. I noticed that too. I told Abby, I was like, Justin always says the same thing. He goes, hi, Matt. <laughs> that's it. Which is fine. I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go with that. So Zach, tell us about yourself. Let's go all the way back. Where were you born? Where are you from?
2: Yeah, I'm from uh, Denton, Texas, up in the north part of the Metroplex, and um, I was born and raised there. I lived there for the majority of my life until I um, went to college in Dallas. Okay. Where'd you go to college? went to college at Dallas Baptist
0: University. DBU. Yes. That's in, uh, is that South, Do- is it Arlington? Where is it technically? Um,
2: it's technically like right across lake, the lake from uh, Grand Prairie. Uh, okay. So it's still in Dallas County. It's yeah. just right outside the limits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very good. I know, I know I've driven past it a few times. I've known a few people also that have gone there for college, but uh, I wasn't sure exactly where it was. Well, very cool. So, you, So you're local. You're from Denton. You're from the area. When you went to college, you just basically moved across the Metroplex. Is that right?
2: Yes. I've pretty much lived in all corners of the Metroplex now. I started in the north Part of the triangle, went to Dallas, and then went to seminary in Fort Worth, and now live in Rockwall. So I've just basically (laughs) moved all across the entire thing, ping
0: pong all around the (laughs) Metroplex. That's good though. Getting to know the area, that's that's good. Okay, so so before college, tell us about your church life, uh, your upbringing. Were you raised in the church?
2: Yeah, it was. Um, I grew up. My parents went to. Uh, my parents were both strong believers. They uh, were the ones who taught the parenting class and stuff <laughs> at their church, and um, so I grew up in the church. Was dedicated in the church. Um, went to First Baptist Church Corinth um, in uh, in Corinth, obviously, and <laughs> um, yeah, I attended. Pretty much, my whole life was we were there three times a week when, when possible. Uh, during my junior high and high school years, I was there as much, uh, even more, if I could be. I just loved being in the uh, in the church and near the church and with people, and yeah. so
0: just loved being around it. Yeah, it sounds a lot like my upbringing. My parents were very involved in the church. My parents taught classes. My dad was always a deacon or a leader of some sort. So were you involved in some of the ministries at a young age were you volunteering to to be on some of the like the worship team for example since that's what you do was that something that was a part of your childhood
2: yeah i mean when i was a when i was a kid kid i uh, was in the we had the the kids choir and uh, they did a play once a year and they did a big play. And I always was a part of that. Um, looking, what roles did you play? Um, I don't even Do remember. remember. I don't <laughs> even remember. They were always cringy, but you know, <laughs> as child's <laughs> plays tend to be,
0: I was a snail one year. My mom made a big snail shell stuffed oh. full of cotton. I'm not sure what the play was about, but I remember being a snail. Did, and you, then-
1: did you actually move across the stage? A, yeah, like I a snail yeah we've got it on vhs uh, very slowly we do
0: we do and then the, the other play i was in was uh one of the the inn's keepers you know the christmas story well, my one line was we have no room at the end and that was it that was my whole and i wore a bathrobe oh that was and, the whole that was my my whole play experience that was in it.
2: elementary school i was a cheese i was so
0: cheese <laughs> that, that was my role um, like a slice of cheese or a block I, well, of cheese Well,
2: it was um the the old nursery rhyme like um, like the the cow takes the the cow takes the duck the cow takes the duck uh, oh yeah, yeah. the cow takes the, like that thing and then at the end the mouse takes the cheese and no and the whole play was about the mouse t- the cheese doesn't get to take anything <laughs> and so I was the cheese I was the lonely cheese the lonely cheese
0: yes the formative mm. years oh yeah how um, these <laughs> plays have affected us
2: <laughs> um, but other than that uh, so I was in kids choir I did that um, and then when I got into high school uh, I took a I took a guitar class at my high school, um, in freshman year. Um, and so I kind of started learning guitar then. And, um, then our, in the youth band, uh, the leader, the intern at the time was like, Hey, we need a bassist. Uh you know generally no guitar. Here's a bass. Learn. <laughs> and so I kinda just got thrown up on stage for a little bit then and started learning how to play bass and guitar and how to lead from a platform. Um, then from there I just kinda fell in love with it. Um with the worship? Yeah, with worship stuff. I um I when he left my junior year, I ended up taking over the worship band for the um for the youth. And um kind of it was kind of a sudden thing and I'd never really played guitar in front of people and mm. suddenly I was learning how I was trying to do it for the first time and sing trying to and sing play. at the same time. <laughs> that's that's um, a challenge. But I did that. I did praise team for the for the adult uh, yeah. adult stuff, and it, I just fell in love with do, with serving and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so your parents have been to church a few times, and I your mom has mentioned getting to sing with you. So was she involved in the worship ministry as well? Yeah,
2: she was. Um, growing up, I would always hear her her practicing and singing the songs for every Sunday, and um, she's the main person I learned how to sing harmonies from and oh, stuff okay. like that because she would always listen and find a harmony and then find the third harmony so that she would sing along to it. So I just grew up listening to, um, finding those parts and hearing them by, and hearing them by ear, um, and just kind of learning how to do it that way. So yeah. I really enjoyed doing that stuff yeah, and singing awesome. with mom.
0: That's cool. That's really cool. Part of your story. I like that. So what, what did you study at DBU? Uh, it's a two part question. What did you study at DBU and what was it, or when did you know that you wanted to go to a Christian college and then eventually seminary? Cause you mentioned, uh, Southwestern after that.
2: Yeah. Um, so I studied uh, business administration, uh, at D at Dallas Baptist. Okay. And, uh, that was something that my youth pastor had done when I was, um, a student. Um, he went to UTA and got a business degree and, um, hearing from him. And then my experience has been that it's really useful having a kind of degree outside of ministry for me of like outside of like the Christian studies or biblical studies degrees. Um, because now I'm, the aspects of like how to handle money, how to handle um, people, how to motivate people. Well, um, those kinds of things for a lot of what I learned in business was cultural, uh, cultural studies, uh, how to, um, a motivation. And so I kind of, uh, that was kind of the direction I took for my undergrad degree because I knew I was going to go to seminary. I knew that was what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and so I was like, well, may as well get a degree that might be helpful in other yeah, ways. Sure. Um, so that was kind of where I went with that. Um, and I ended up at DBU. Um, I really didn't want to go to DBU at first. And then we, our school did a conference there. And I just felt that was God's, uh, God was like, okay, here, you're going, you're mm. going here. And so that's... Mm. um
0: it's all history from there. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Okay. So after DBU, you go to Southwestern for seminary, right? Yes. And then you just graduated. So you came to Redeemer. I'm jumping ahead a bit here, but you graduated shortly after you started at Redeemer, from Southwestern. So tell yes. us about Southwestern and your experience there. And then also, is that where you met Madison or did you know her from DB, your wife, uh, DBU?
2: Yeah. Um, I've actually known Madison since we were in seventh grade. Oh wow. Yeah. Uh, we met at, ch- uh, church camp, uh, the summer between, uh, actually between se- eighth and ninth grade. Wow, That was when we met, um, well, a friend invited her to church camp and we were friends then she started coming to church with us. Um, uh, from then on out and we were kind of friends through high school didn't date or anything. And then, um, she went to, uh, Texas A&M, uh, for her bachelor's and I w- stayed in Dallas. And so we were kind of like, we split ways for a little bit. And then we found each other still t- talking and <laughs> hanging out and stuff. So they are yeah. like, well, may as well start dating. <laughs> we enjoy <laughs> hanging out a lot. So may as well <laughs> start <the> dating. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Um, yeah. So that's how I met Madison. Um, but when going from, uh, DBU to seminary, um, DBU, DBU has some of its own biblical studies programs. Um, but I wanted to focus more on the theology side of things. Mm Um, even though I'm a music guy and that was kind of where I was looking at the time, um, for job wise, I was thinking music. I love theology. I love that deeper aspect of faith. Um, And so, that was kind of what I was interested in, and I saw that Southwestern had a Master's of Theological Studies. It was a little bit of a shorter degree than the MDiv, and so, that was just kind of what I was interested in doing, and I was, um, I was like, okay, this will equip me well, and um, Southwestern is known for being a good place to send out from, uh, ministers out from, and so, that was just kind of uh, my, like a bunch of people, uh, my old pastors had also gone there. So it's kind okay. of
0: a, uh, that's some kind of the place you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a, it's a great school. I know a lot of people that, that teach there and work there now as well, as well as people have come through the program over there. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. So I have to ask, well, let me, let me fill in our listeners first. So Madison is a wedding photographer, right? Or a photographer in general. That's her business. Yes. Did you guys get married while you were at Southwestern?
2: No, we got married, uh, I guess technically. Yeah. Uh, because we got married right after I finished, uh, we finished our undergrad in uh, December, 2020 and we got married in January of 21, 21. Okay. Because, uh, we would have probably got married earlier, but DB doesn't have married housing and, nah. it, and I couldn't afford to
0: live off campus. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> got to make the decisions. Okay. So here's the question. Who does a wedding photographer hire for their own wedding?
2: Um, the people that she has been following from the beginning, Uh, people that uh, we, we hired somebody and they were, um, somebody that Madison had been following from like that. She had kind of like watched and kind of tried to model herself after like the way they did
0: business. Sure. Oh, that's great. That's perfect. And they do your wedding. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: I thought there was going to be a punchline to that for some kind of dad <laughs> joke there, man. <laughs> no,
0: no, not that good. I just, it's been <laughs> bothering me. Who do, you, who do you hire to do what you do? Because if it was me, if I was a photographer and somebody was I was giving money to, to come take pictures for me, I feel like I'd be like really picky, like uh, knowing exactly what I want because that's what I do, you yeah. know? So I was just mm. wondering what you guys did. And it's you do op- too. You might want to talk about that. So you go as a second shooter, right? To do yeah. photographer for, photography for weddings and whatnot how's that?
2: Yeah, it's really fun. It's, um, I mean, obviously uh, Madison one time asked me, she was like, um, wh- is this something that you would do had you, uh, not married me? And I said, no, <laughs> <probably> not, <laughs> no. But, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, um, I enjoy it in that it's another creative outlet for me. So it's fun yeah. to do that. But then also it's mostly just fun watching her
0: in her element ah, cool. and just watching her succeed. So yeah, I like it, being her, her cheerleader. Yeah. And it's something for you guys to do together. Yeah, I, th- I think it sounds fun. It sounds pretty cool. Did she teach you how to take pictures?
2: Yes. Uh We got engaged and the next week. She gave me a camera and said, you're going to learn how to do this uh, now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's great. All right. So after Southwestern or no, not even after Southwestern towards the end of your studies at Southwestern, you find us Redeemer Church has some job postings out. You apply to one of those and you get hired so now what's your role at Redeemer Church? Tell us about what you do here.
2: Yeah, I am the uh, minister of students and worship. So my job kind of fits between these two areas of I lead worship on Sundays. I lead the worship team, make sure that they all um, have the the information, the stuff they need. And then on Wednesdays and on Sundays, I do a lot of work with the students and teaching them and uh, discipling them.
0: Yeah, that's great. So, when you were coming through college and growing up and, and you mentioned before that you knew that you wanted to go to ministry and then you felt God called you to DBU, then you went to Southwestern. What does your call to ministry look like? Is it youth in particular that you feel passionate about that you're gifted for or worship or both? Cause you wear multiple hats at Redeemer church. What, what is, what do you feel like God's call on your life is for ministry?
2: Yeah. And that's a good question. It's uh, <laughs> one that I think that I'm trying to still work out and figure out over time. Um, when I was, uh, I probably first felt the call to ministry, um, that same summer I met Madison. Uh, there was a, um, a girl who used to go to our church and who went through our youth group and she was a missionary. Um, she did a lot of missions in Africa and now she's a, uh, a full-time missionary in Japan. Um, and she came and spoke to our youth uh, to our youth during camp just about what that looked like and about what it meant to serve God full time and how that looked and that was kind of the first time I'd ever been like, "Man, this is something mm. I could do like this is something I could do missions or I could do anything and like that's a that is a a potential way forward and that was yeah. kind of the first moment where I felt um God kind of like stir in my heart of like this is like pushing me in the right direction and mm-hmm. so um during high school, my youth pastor kind of mentored me through that a little bit and kind of helped push me in the right directions of what it looked like to prepare for ministry. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of where the call to ministry started. At. And that during that time, I was like, youth, that's the direction I'm going to go is youth. Um, and then I did some, I did youth ministry through, um, through my undergrad. Um, I was um, an intern at my first church, at my home church in Corinth uh, for a year. And then I was a part of a traveling ministry called Glowing Heart um, that does uh, Disciple Now weekends for various churches across Texas, Arkansas, Louisiana. Yeah, How did you get
0: involved with that group?
2: Um, uh, I originally got involved with them. Um, I started, our DB requires uh, student service hours. Um, and, uh, Glowing Heart had a, a ministry that was like, they were, they're based right next to a coffee, uh, to a high school. And so they had something called Coffee Stop where students could come in after school and hang out and spend time there. It was a safe place for them to just just buy snacks, hang out, do homework, wait for parents. Um, and so it was just a area where we got, so twice a week I would go in and just hang out with the high school students and like get to minister to them and, um, kind of try and steer conversations towards Jesus, uh, with them. So that's kind of how I got involved in Glowing Heart. Um, because that Glowing Heart ran that and then they were like, Hey, like, I want to join up. And so I joined in glowing heart. And so I did a lot of youth through that, but then I also started doing more worship side of things. And I kind of refell in love with it again of, um, what it means to lead people to the throne room of God and kind of like helping them to helping that spiritual aspect of music leads us to who God is. Um, so I kind of fell in love with that again. And then, um, that was kind of where I was like, man, I could, do worship too. Like that would be fun. I really, I love playing music. I love singing. So may as well yeah. look into worship as well. And so yeah. um, then kind of was like, I don't know what I want to do because God has given me these two loves of, uh, of things that I'm good at and enjoy. And yeah. I, so this job was kind of the perfect combination of both of those.
0: Yeah. Being a small church, you know, we had, we need people to wear multiple hats in some places and we rely heavily on volunteers in other places. And so Finding somebody—it seemed to me like a, a zebra or a unicorn, you know. Knowing that we were going to ask somebody to come in and work, and ask them to do multiple roles, which at other larger churches would, in many cases, be two separate roles doing two separate things. And are we going to be able to find somebody that's even capable, talented, or gifted in in these two separate arenas that can step into that and then? Lo and behold, you're one of the applicants and we find you and you, here you are. Yeah. And uh, I get to, I have the pleasure, the privilege of serving under you on the worship ministry uh, several times a month, uh, play the piano with, with you. And I enjoy playing along, playing the cajon, the drums, the percussion. I actually took a picture. Uh, so this last service that we did, I was on percussion. I'm just going to say percussion because it's it's growing. It's not just a cone anymore, (laughs) but I had to take a picture of it and send it to one of my worship pastor friends in Kansas because I thought it was pretty funny. I have a tambourine, Justin and Shannon, clamped with a carpentry clamp to a stool. <laughs> I saw that this morning. That's my snare drum right now. That's what I'm
1: using. It's pretty redneck. It's pretty, it's fun hey, no, though. It, it worked. Did, when you're did a it
2: small work? church, you need, you had to
1: <laughs> function with what you have. Well, and, <laughs> and that fits our cultural context as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Have you thought about adding a cowbell at all?
0: <laughs> Negative. No cowbell. We need more cowbell. Need more no, cowbell. I don't think we do. <laughs> I don't think we need any cowbell. I think it sounds good, but it's a lot of fun because it's it's a small church, and so the worship ministry is a small ministry. But and we've had conversations about this too, Zach. You and I, you know, the church has grown just in the last few years, and we've gone from just having one, two people on stage to three, four, five, multiple instruments now. And just since you've come, you've begun to disciple younger guys. Justin, your son Wesley plays the guitar uh, since, since Zach has come has started to disciple him and get him up on stage. And he played with us at this, this last Sunday service and it was great. I I loved it because I was reminded of my childhood, just like we were talking before we were got involved with our parents as they were serving in the church. Worship was that place for me as well. So when I was 15, 16, 17 years old, I was up on stage starting to play electric guitar, acoustic guitar, bass guitar. And here I am, the Lord, Gave me those talents just as he's given you, just as he's given Wesley to serve the church, and that's carried forward all the way into my adulthood. And Micah, as you guys know, my youngest son, or I'm sorry, my oldest son, my firstborn, he now has his own cajon. It's a miniature cajon that he plays at home, and he's come a few times to rehearsal. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep that ball rolling, you know, from my dad to me, to me to Micah, and hopefully, Elsie, if Elsie and uh, Aiden, my other two kids, if they develop musical talents or interests as well. I can't wait to plug them in. If not, it'll be somewhere else in the church. We will serve together as a family and we will value that. That's what we're going for.
2: Yeah, and honestly, I think that that's a cool aspect of what my job is with being both youth and worship is that um, I think that students and kids are so capable of serving and uh, serving in the modern church that often like, I think when I was growing up, I heard a lot of like, you're the next generation of the church. You're the next generation. You got to be prepared for, yeah. uh, for those responsibilities. And honestly, like that's a lie. These, they're not the next generation. They are the current generation mm-hmm. of the church. And um, these big movements that we see throughout history and currently with uh, the Asbury movement, um, it's all college age and youth age students mm-hmm. who are just, on fire for Jesus. And so I think it's a mistake to not let them serve in these areas, even if they're scared, even if they're not as good as what an adult might be. It's like, these are areas where they are getting prepared for what life looks like. So they are continually serving Jesus as they exit middle school, high school, college, and they are continuing on with that relationship with Jesus throughout the rest of their lives.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's great. That's a fun part of it. And uh, I'm sure that's true in student ministry as well too, because not only are you a part of that, but you're seeing them come through as youth and then graduate and then go on. And you're a part of that formative time when they, like you, felt your first calling to go to DBU and then to Southwestern. Or for me as, as a young uh, person at that time, I'm sure, you know, my parents are happy, I'm not, I've never actually asked them. i never thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that they're happy or proud of me. Are that your I parents have, proud of you? A, good good t- question. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole nother episode. You, yeah. A whole series <laughs> of podcasts. <laughs> okay. Coming in 2024. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but really, I mean, because I'm still serving in the places that I served with them at that time. And so, and I'm looking forward to being able to see my kids carry that on as well. But you get to see that as the facilitator because you are also the minister of students. And so you get to see all these students work with all these students, help all of these students grow. I think that's probably a really cool part of your job. Would you agree?
2: Yes, definitely. I think that, um, the fun part of my job is that I am not, I am not afraid of awkward silences. Um, Mm. and so like every Wednesday I make one of the students, uh, we do prayer requests for the students and I make one of the other students pray for them and their friends. Um, and every Wednesday it's a, uh, like, okay, who wants to pray for us? dead silence nothing <laughs> <laughs> no like i uh, last week uh, one student was like putting her hand in front of her face (laughs) so that I wouldn't make eye contact with her (laughs) because she didn't want to. (laughs) And it's like, and I tell them that this is, this is your training grounds. It's like, if you, if you can get comfortable here and now with the ideas of singing in front of another person, praying in front of other people, talking in front of other people about your faith, then you're going to be so much more better off later on in life when you're trying to do those same things as an adult that you built up like patterns for as a student. And so it's like, you know, kind of forcing those. It's like, hey, you got to pull yourself out of your comfort zone. This isn't going to be easy. It's not always like the most comfortable thing to do, but doing this now will help you later on.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's great. Well, Shannon, before we wrap it up, do you have any questions for Zach? Anything you think
1: uh, our listeners ought to know about him? Not necessarily any questions, but I, I I appreciate Zach's heart for discipleship with the next generation, uh, because what he's talking about, even just now, was an aspect of their discipleship and development, um, as opposed to just allowing them to coast through um, really pressing and encouraging and uh, giving them opportunities. Um, like I know he and I have talked about even just looking forward to having even some of the youth right now who are in choir. Uh, began to move into helping to lead vocally on Sunday mornings at some point. And so if you're one of those youth who's listening right now, maybe you need to take that as a serious invitation uh, to visit with Zach about how how you can be a part of that. Um, And then another thing that I've appreciated about Zach and his tenure with us is his humility and teachability. Um, At every juncture, when he and I have had conversations, uh, I've always found him to be very receptive and open to new ideas, thoughts, ways of doing things. Um, And so I've never sensed any kind of calcification or hardened uh, philosophy there. Um, And so it's really been fun working along and serving alongside of him uh, and look forward to doing that for years to come. That's cool. That's a fun picture. Like, So as the senior
0: pastor, you have an employee, but also a disciple in a way that you're discipling him and shaping him in ministry so that he can continue through, for 30, 40, 50 years of his life to go in the kind of the way that you've gone in ministry and grown. And we talked about on your episode how the Lord called you to things and then equipped you along the way mm-hmm. to do those things. Those are happening right now in Zach, but at the same time, he's pouring into and discipling the youth and the worship ministry yeah. and helping them to grow as the Lord equips them through the practice of the church. It's just a big picture of the local church and, and kind of one of the ways God uses the local church, and in this case, Redeemer Church, in Fate, Texas, for his purposes. That's great. So I appreciate you adding that in, Shannon. That's yeah. really helpful. I think that paints a really clear picture for us uh, for, of just some of the, the reasons that the local church is important hmm. for us as believers, as we grow, as we disciple. That's great. Justin, I don't kick it over to you. Anything? For yeah, Zach?
1: I, well, you know me, I, I usually bring the hard hitting uh-huh. personal questions. It comes a hard um, one. So this is it. Brace yourself, Zach. Uh, so you and Madison have gotten a dog recently. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What it's oh, been yes. like? We got it. Uh, we
2: got a little golden retriever named Weasley and this, that dog will, he loves Madison and he bites me. Those are the those are his two states of being. Um, he literally, there was um, like, if she's petting him, he sits nice He'll like lay against her, <laughs> lean against her. And then if the second I lift a hand to get near him, he just like starts trying to like bite my hands. And that's because I play with him a lot and I roughhouse with him and she just wants to cuddle with him. And so for him, he's like, oh, I'm going to go cuddle with mom. And then with me, he's like, I'm just going to bite him. Um, so I love play Weas- time. Yes. playtime. Play I love Weasley, but man, that dog bites me so much.
0: <laughs> that's fun. Have you guys had dogs before? This is- your first dog is a couple, right?
2: Yes. We, I mean, we both grew up with dogs, oh, okay. but right. yeah, this is our first dog. Seems like a, golden
0: retriever is really getting into the energetic dogs right off the bat there.
2: Yes, but they're really good with, um, uh, they're really good with kids. They're really good with just, uh, like they're, they're really sweet. Dogs are really loyal. Um, that dog, like he literally will not run out. Like he'll run out of the house, kind of sniff around the yard and just look back at us. Like, come on, you guys come like, <laughs> you're gonna explore with me. Like he's not family. an escape
0: artist. That's <laughs> great. That's fun. All right. Well, thanks for coming on the show today, Zach. We really appreciate it. And uh, thanks for listening in. We'll catch you next time.